if it's a, if it's a, if it's a hobby of yours that you love and you dream of making it a full-time thing, great. Like go for it, pursue it, see for yourself. But if it's something that you can just do on the side and really enjoy and make some income and have some fun doing it, like. Hey, Wikiantas, welcome back to the Art of Photography podcast, where we share our passion as a photographer and how we, how, we share how the photography world have given us hope, happiness, and purpose in our life. So today we have someone from um, Los Coordine. Um, he is, he's been everywhere, especially around here in the Rockies. And um, he got some amazing shot of um, the area itself and the mountain culture. And um, I'd like him to be here to talk to you more about his love for photography in the mountain, as well as um, more on the commercial commercial side of things. So, um, I'd like you to welcome Braden. How are you doing, man? Good. How are you guys doing? Yeah, good, good. Right Thanks a lot for jumping in. Uh, how's uh, how's your day been? I know you, you just uh, mentioned that you've been uh, it's been crazy with the moving. Yeah, and- yeah, it's been a couple of crazy weeks just with moving and everything. But uh, yeah, all settled in here now. So definitely, uh, definitely excited to sit down and chat with you about some of my experiences, I guess. So <laughs> perfect. Yeah. So, um, you know, anything you can share, um, you know, this, um, podcast geared towards a lot of, uh, inspiration and, um, uh, just, uh, sharing your passion. So tell me a little bit about, um, yourself, you know, I mean, um, you're a little bit of mystery, um, even for, uh, myself who kind of follow you for a little bit. Um, I see that a lot of work, um, that you put on the Instagram, but, um, I, we love to hear more about yourself. So let us, uh, tell us, um, who yeah. you are and, um, you know, how you kind of come about to, uh, yeah, definitely. So, um, I'm, yeah, I'm 31. My name's Brayden. Uh, yeah. Lost coordinate on Instagram, but, um, yeah, I picked up a camera a few years ago. I'm, I'm a first responder full time. So I work full time and, um, I picked up a camera kind of as a, as a mental outlet for me, just as something different to kind of break it up from my, my actual job. And, uh, it, yeah, what started out as just like a bit of a mental break for me from work, uh, turned into this huge, huge thing and this huge passion. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just started kind of like a lot of people probably do now is just going on YouTube and watching videos on like how to, you know, how to become a photographer, how to, you know, all the basics and trying to like learn the skill. So I, I picked up a camera. My first camera was a Canon 70D and, uh, I yeah jumped right into it and, uh, just, yeah, started exploring, started shooting. Um, shortly after that I met, um, met my business partner at the time, Mark Webster. Um, and yeah, he kind of took me under his wing and kind of accelerated the learning process for me. Um, so that's where I got really big into video and, uh, commercial photo. And we, um, yeah, it it became something that was a a bit of an obsession for me, to be honest. Like it was, um, it wasn't just the photo and the video. It was the, the experience, the traveling to where these places are getting the conditions that you want, seeing the animals, like, really the the glitz and glamour of it all too um mark and i were very fortunate early on and we had some big opportunities right in the kind of before things really took off with photo and video and social media um we had some big opportunities that allowed us to travel and we kind of got bit by the bug and it just kind of kind of became this thing that just consumed me so um yeah that's kind of how i started out but yeah I, i switched shortly after to a sony camera and i've been with sony like sony since um, so I've been shooting now for a total of just over three years now. So 
Wow, three years. Yeah. That's all. That's crazy, man. It's yeah, just, oh, three. I don't know if you said two or three, but yeah, just over three years. So, um, yeah, so just self-taught. And then, yeah, like I said, Mark helped me out a lot with that. Um, and then kind of fast forward, we we started this company called Rome Creative and uh, brought on some other people. We, uh, the first edition was J.R. McDonald. And uh, after that, we brought on Victor Arden, um, Jacob Clark, like we kind of had a team of, of people that we were working with all the time. And we were specializing in like tourism board assets. So um, we would be brought down by a tourism board and we would create like commercial video assets for them to use for advertising uh, as well as like, yeah, heavy photo, commercial photo content. So um, like a typical job for us would be like, we would be flown down to Vegas to work with an airline um, and then work with the tourism board and we'd create those assets that would be delivered to the airline as well as the tourism board to kind of, uh, promote the destination to those certain markets, which was the Canadian market. So, yeah. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah, just before we go further, um, first responder, um, you know, um, I think a lot of people that are kind of live in the mountain might understand what it is, but for those who, um, who, you know, not familiar with the, with the term, what is the first responder? Um, yeah. So like full-time I'm a police officer. So, um, yeah, there's multiple different kinds. I mean, a first responder can be a firefighter or a, or a EMS, um, search and rescue, any of those kind of things, but yeah, I'm, I'm a police officer full-time. So yeah. Oh. That's awesome. partly partly the reason why my name isn't like shared through my profile and that kind of stuff. And just, yeah, my Instagram's lost coordinate and I just kind of leave it at that. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's really interesting. Cause I think there is a, a lot of people who got started into photography, just, just, um, just as an outlet, um, creative yeah. outlet as a, you know, a, a way to, um, distress from your everyday life to escape. How, how did that actually start for you? Like what, what was, you know, like why photography and how, yeah. you know, yeah. Tell us. Yeah. Like I, um, I way, way, way back when GoPro first came out, I used to make like little videos of, of my family and our, our, our vacations and stuff that we'd go on. And they're just like, so, so horrible, but, uh, yeah, I, I looked back at that and it was a huge, like kind of mental break for me. So I, I'd been in policing for quite some time. Like I've, I've been in for over eight years now and um, yeah, there's just a lot of negativity that you're dealing with and a lot of like really bad stuff and terrible stuff that can kind of, you know, get under your skin and bug you. So I was just kind of looking for something. I was already really big into the gym, uh, but I was kind of looking for something that would kind of take me out of the policing world and just kind of, meet new people, um, be out in the wilderness, have something that's like completely polar opposite of, um, of what policing is and have it be very creative. So yeah, I, I just started and kind of fell in love and just, it just kind of took off from there. So. Cool. Cool. So, yeah. are you, so did you get into photography from the video side of things or do you actually start in, in photography and kind of do start doing the video as well i would say video first so yeah video is my main interest that's what i wanted to get into and then i started to kind of get into a bit a bit of photography too like when it comes down to it like i prefer shooting video the most um i find that it's with video you can um I don't know with photos, you can get away with a lot of stuff. You don't necessarily have to get ideal conditions. You can change skies though. There's all sorts of technology now with it. Whereas with video, um, 
yeah, I like the storytelling aspect of it. And then I also really like um, the fact that like, you've got to get the good conditions and that's, that's what you're getting. Like you're not changing skies out. You're not doing all this crazy fancy stuff. Cause it's just not as easy. So you're, you're, you're kind of capturing things raw in the moment. And I really, really enjoy shooting video. Um, yeah. Really, really enjoy it. And I think like, again, I think we just got into things at a really good time. There was this like little bit, there was a little space in the market at the time where, um, technology was changing at the same time it doesn't seem like that long ago but yeah three years ago it's like technology was changing and the camera packages are just like i can shoot a full commercial with this now whereas before it's you've got to have this full crew and lighting crew and all that kind of stuff so and these bills are huge so you know what we could come in and do for you know for a few grand um, companies before we're having to charge 15 20 30 grand for so i think it's just I think we just kind of got into it right at this like sweet part, like the sweet point and, and just kind of establish ourselves in the industry with, with some really great clients. So, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I mean, like it's, it's crazy, isn't it? How the technology kind of um, changed now um, with a lot of the, the equipment are pretty much portable now. Um, oh yeah. So take us through a little bit more. What, what's your setup like when you go out there and shoot, um, you know, um, with all this uh, tourism board or commercial shoot, um, you know, yeah. in terms of, uh, especially in terms of lighting, do you like carry big lights and stuff like that? Yeah. Or uh, what does that look like? It just depends on the project. So um, with my personal page, I don't share a lot of my commercial video work. It's more like Instagram for me is more of a just like, I post the stuff I kind of like want to post, but that's kind of gone through a transition. We can talk about after from how I used to be and how it is now, but um, every project differs. So say like an airline trip down to a tourism destination, we'd be in a destination for three or four days. And um, that project would be, you know, around a 10 to $15,000 project. Um, and on the lower end for a tourism board, um, and then basically that type of project, we'd go down with just our backpacks and a gimbal. So I shoot with a Sony a7 III, um, 16 to 35 is what I usually shoot with for video. Um, so I would be shooting video, Mark and Jay would be shooting the photo or Mark and I would both be shooting the video. So it's a really small setup. And that was a big theme for a lot of these tourism boards is they wanted to make sure that you weren't gonna be intrusive to other restaurant guests they kind of wanted to do these commercial shoots and get commercial assets without the full lighting scenarios, without the full crews. Cause they wanted us to kind of go in and do this stuff while the hotels were fully functional. So that was a big challenge for us always. And timing, there was a lot of really early wake ups, four or 5.00 AM wake ups so that we could be shooting in a restaurant or shooting on a location before people arrived. Um, but yeah, really small setup, like gimbal, gimbal camera, that's it. Um, and then we'd have like our, yeah, the people doing photo, Jay or Mark, or, or I'd be doing photo and Mark would be doing video. We'd kind of swap out depending on the projects. And then we'd come home and edit them and deliver it. And that was on a smaller end. And then we've taken on some projects with um, with some other larger tourism boards or companies that are longer period projects. They're two or three week long projects. And those are budgets in between. I know that's a question that everyone always asks, like, what do people actually get paid? But like some of the bigger projects are, you know, 50 to 50 to $60,000 range. And for that, we're, you know, we're there for a couple of weeks. And for that, we're able to bring big screens for the light to block the sun. And we're able to bring reflectors and lighting and like, that's a full setup. So say, um, 
when I was with Rome, we did a big project for a home developer. And for that, we're bringing like sound, we're bringing proper, like everything. It's less of a run and gun setup and more of a, more of a, um, like actual commercial shoot. But that was kind of the reason why I think we're able to get in with a lot of these big tourism boards, um, tourism, Puerto Vallarta, tourism, Oh man. So, uh, San Diego tourism, Vegas tourism, Toronto, like tons and tons of different boards that we worked with over the year. Um, that was the thing is we could come in with a backpack and create again, not nothing absolutely unbelievable, but it was great for social media use. It was great for YouTube and they've, some of our stuff's even been airing on TV now. So it's, I think, for the tourism board it was a bargain because they could be like oh 10 or 15 grand these guys can come down and do this and they don't have to disturb we don't have to close hotels we don't have to do this 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 we can have this crew come down and kind of give us almost the level of like a full commercial production uh but we don't have to like shut down the streets like we would on a porsche on a porsche commercial or something like that so awesome. yeah man there's so many questions that, um, that i have <laughs> from that um yeah. the first thing just and just try to make sure that I don't forget that later on. Yeah. yeah. Um, just the, the first thing though, um, with that whole technology of like you know the the Loom Cube for example. Um, yeah. You know none of us um, affiliate with Loom Cube, but um, it's such a nice portable light that you you could literally um, you know I mean it's 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 insane like it's it's as smaller than a GoPro but it's it's just so so bright and strong and i know um it's not the only brand that does it. it it's getting more and more popular to have that portable setup um yeah. you use um a lot of those like more portable setup and um like um how is that compared to the to the bigger setup does the the quality actually stacks up or um, i think the think? thing the thing is is like with gear this is a bad industry for that because everyone always thinks, Oh, I can't shoot a, I can't shoot video until I have a gimbal. Oh, I can't shoot that until I have this. And that's the, that's the road we run into, I think. And like, the thing is, is like, I've shot a, like myself in Rome, we've shot full commercials for tourism Vegas. And I'm just using them because they're like a known one tourism, Puerto Vallarta, tourism, Sayulita. Like we've shot full tourism boards with this camera and, and a gimbal, like you no lights at no point. I brought, no lights ever with me to Vegas, no lights ever to Puerto Vallarta. Um, any of the tourism board jobs that we've done, um, I've never brought lights on those smaller end projects. So I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't know a lot about lighting and I don't know a ton about sound and lighting design. Um, those that are good at it are very good at it, but I know for those specific jobs that we were going on, we, did, we didn't need it. And that was part of the reason why we kind of picked a Sony camera was because they are notorious for good light and low light. Um, and um, I could push my ISO to 3000, 4000 and still come up with a really crispy, like a really nice image uh, video wise. So I think, yeah, we never really used them. The only time we used lights or like proper sound or like the screens or those types of things. The only time we used that stuff was when we were on like a full, full blown, like, you know, we've got a week to create this video for this company. Um, that's the only time we really use that stuff. Um, and that may have changed for the guys now, but I've never been a huge lover for video of video lights. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. It's amazing what you can create with less. And that's, I'm a big, like, like that was always a big um, theme for Mark. And I was just like having as least amount of gear as possible. Um, like my go-to setup, this is what I've had is, I have the 16 to 35, 
And then I've got a 35. So yeah, that's a 16 to 35 F 2.8. That's what's on my gimbal when I'm shooting any video that's on my gimbal, like 95% of the time, the other 5% of the time, it'll be an 85 1.8. And that'll be for like tighter product type related stuff when I need a little bit more lower light and I want some compression. And then for the other end, it's going to be a 35 1.8 Sony as well. And that's again, that's if like the light is so low, but like, we've shot music festivals. We've shot for Tritonal and Tiesto and like all sorts of DJs and stuff like that too. And like, again, like, um, you know, a 35 1.8 with your ISO at 3000 or 4,000 or bouncing all around is completely fine for those types of edits. Like it's, you can get away with a lot. So I, I just, I mean, to any people listening to this, like less is always more. I mean, there's always so much gear you can pack into a bag, but I think you have to really like truly justify it and try first before. I think a lot of people to see YouTube and this is the best light, this is the best mic, but like, have you tried what you have already? And that's where I think people kind of get caught in like fast forwarding a little bit before they actually learn the gear. Like, do you really know your way around the lenses in your bag before you're buying a new one? Like, and I think that's a big thing, um, especially for people just starting out because it's easy to get caught up in gear. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome. That is a good, that yeah. is good advice right there. Um, because um, yeah, I mean, um, you know, I myself um, always, um, always struggling when i need to buy a gear because i i love I'm, i'm on travel all the time so the more gear it means like the more stuff in my bag it means the more money i need to spend to the airlines when it goes you know overweight yeah no totally and so, I'm, uh, I'm, you know like that that is that is amazing to hear um yeah. the fact that you know you, you basically just um just rely on natural light and what light ambient um, around there. And, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's more than enough, even for commercial shoot. And because this right. is a, this is a, a big mindset, I think for a lot of people, they go like, Oh yeah, you know, those guys must have like a whole bunch of lights and stuff like that. And yeah. um, like you say, it might be different back there where the, the camera technology is, um, you know, hasn't caught up yet. But nowadays, even with, you know, an entry level, um, a grand worth of camera, you, you get pretty good right. quality, isn't it? Especially once you kind of retire. Uh -huh. So that's, that's the thing, like the, the people that know what they're doing with the lights, that's great. If you have time and you're educated on the lights and you have the ability to use them, great. But like, you can get, and I'm saying this out of experience, like you can get 10, 15, $20,000 jobs without lighting, without proper sound. You can do it with just a camera and a gimbal or just a camera and a, and a tripod. Like you don't need all this stuff. So don't get hung up on it. And um, there's more planning that goes into it. So it's like, well, we're getting up at 4am because we need that good light. Your windows of time are, are shorter, right? We really, when we're on these trips, we're trying our hardest to plan their days around. A lot of planning went into them. So it's like, say Vegas, for instance, it's a desert. It's very hot and very sunny there. It's going to say, well, during the day, we're going to be shooting the indoor content, you know, at Cirque du Soleil and those types of events. Um, rest in peace, Cirque du Soleil. Um, but, and then during the good light, we're going to be shooting like, say the the strip or the desert or the car driving down the strip like anything that's going to be outdoors the fountains that kind of stuff so i think um yeah it's pretty cool to see what we kind of got away with without this crazy amount of gear because that's definitely like an over that's definitely like a huge theme right now is like showing up with so much gear and not really <laughs> knowing or needing it all i guess so yeah 
Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. funny. It reminds me of a story where um, I used to work in a, in a photography company, and they have these big, massive um, lights, like you know, this uh, the one massive one. And um, yeah, every time we go for um, a group photo or um, you know, like those type of thing, um, my colleague would bring these lights, and I was like, "I'll just bring a flashlight. <laughs> it should be good. Yeah. <laughs> like just a flash should be all right." yeah, uh, yeah, it's, yeah it's like crazy. and it's and it's again there's some amazing stuff with it like light painting and there's some amazing like for video sets and stuff like if i'm shooting indoors in a hotel or say say you know i've got wind of light coming from this side of my face in the video here like obviously yeah, having a light here is going to be ideal but anything a lot of what we were doing is travel and adventure based stuff so we're going on dune buggies we're going down zip lines we're going in the desert we're doing all that kind of stuff so we were really fortunate to have like good or workable light most of the time so yeah. so what happened if you you know like let's say you're you're planning to shoot an outdoor sh uh you got three days of you know going out there um this is the outdoor shot that you need to to do uh this is the location and suddenly the weather just doesn't work out like the light is just really flat really dark what do you then do you do do you like stay over for a longer period of time waiting for it happens or? it happens a lot so say for instance say for instance we were going to moraine lake um to shoot a scene and um for a tourism board if we arrive there and you know we can wait another day you know oh we got tomorrow cool we'll probably try to wait for tomorrow but if if push comes to shove and we're forced to shoot we'll probably just shoot a little differently so instead of shooting wide we might just crop in and just be shooting at 50s and 85s and those types of zones so we can kind of get close-ups on boots close up on facial expressions with like the mountains in the background instead of like really focusing on those wide expansive shots where the light just isn't good so it's these trips are really stressful and they're go, go, go. Mm -hmm. And, um, I give credit to anyone that does do this full time. I, I, I took a leave from work for one year to pursue Rome and to do this full time, um, and to build a company up to what it was. And for me at the end of it, um, it was just, honestly, it just was, I started to dislike photography and I started to dislike videography because it just became too much for me. So, um, I ended up, I ended up leaving Rome and uh, Mark and Jay are continuing on at the company. And now I just kind of do photography and videography on the side as for fun, as a hobby. I also still take on paid projects and do that. But the nice thing about it now is it's just, it's on my terms. Like it became, these trips were stressful, man. And the thing is, is like, you're, everyone's like, everyone around you is like, oh, you're so lucky to be on this trip. You're so lucky to be here and here and here and here and here. But the problem is, is you're not, I always felt that you're not, you're physically there, but you're never mentally present. And um, you're always consumed with what you're doing and planning and planning the light and never sleeping. And yeah, like the early guy, like um, I'm, I'm good friends with uh, Jacob, like JBX. And he used to be Sam Colder's uh, videographer and editor and stuff. And um, yeah, he's saying the same thing. He's like, these trips are just go, go, go. It's nonstop. People just really don't have a people don't on the outside have a full understanding of like what's involved in these trips. Cause it's just nonstop planning. And when it's run and gun like that, it's like, it's up to you to kind of be creative and create. And if this location isn't working, you go on to the next. So it's, it's just, it's go, go, go. And yeah, it's, it's a wild ride. And this last year and a half that we went hard, um, it was a wild ride and I got, I got so burnt out. It was crazy. So Yeah. That's that's cool. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I think there's yeah. two things that I really want to share with the with the listeners. Um, is that um, first of all, I love your whole notion of you know um, 
if it doesn't work out, you, you find something else that work out. And I think that is, that is really um, a great advice, especially um, for those who kind of get really fixated on what you have seen and you get this bias, um, you know, like for example, Maureen Lake is a good example. You go there, you have this, this picture in your head already. You, you yes. go there, you're not even shooting. You literally go to that spot and take that photo. And I did the same thing the first time. Just oh, yeah. like, Where is that spot, you know? Um, and if the, the color doesn't work, like it doesn't mean it's the end. You just have to look different, like for different things. So that that's amazing to share that. And, I, think, um, I think that's why I had a hard time doing it full time is because like I started to, I, and now I have like a better relationship with it. And I think it's important for people to hear too, that like, just cause you love photo and video doesn't mean that you have to pursue it full time as a career. I think, I think when we were, I think you can be really successful if you are working a full-time job and maybe you don't love your job. Maybe it's not something you absolutely love day to day, but if it allows you to take risks and chances and buy a little bit of better gear, or if it, if it allows you to kind of take those risks within your own creative business, or if you have a business on the side for me and not for everyone, there's a lot of people listening saying like, Oh, screw you. Like you, you just had an opportunity to do this full time. And that's my dream. And, and that was why I struggled with it for so long. But I think is like, don't get hung up on having to do this full time or having to do this as your job. Because for me, and this isn't the same for everyone, but for me, I enjoy it so much more now that I can just do it as a hobby and still make income on the side and take on what I want to take on because talk about Moraine Lake, I'm someone that like, if I go to Marine Lake and it's not glass, I'm not even pulling my camera out. And I'm embarrassed to say that, but like, that's, I'm like, I've become like the snob of like photo or video. Like I know the conditions I want and that's okay. But the problem is, is when you're doing this full time or when you're doing this for an income, that's your time. You're at Marine Lake, you drove out, you spent the gas to get out there. You got a granola bar, you got to shoot out there and whether the conditions are good or not, like you're shooting it. So it's really good to push through that. But for me, I always had a really hard time for that because I, I'm such, I'm such a perfectionist to a fault that like, I, um, I always had a really hard time. And I know that's the same for everyone, right? Everyone wants Lake Louise, um, you know, as soon as the ice melt, as soon as the ice freezes and that perfect skate shot on, uh, on, you know, but it's all timing. And if you get out there and it's not the way it is, I'm happy now to just be able to be like, yeah, oh, that's cool. I'm at Lake Louise. I can just enjoy it. Whereas before it was always like, oh, I got to shoot this stuff and the conditions aren't perfect. And, oh, the clouds are covering the mountains. Like, and I just stress out about it and it just became consuming. And these trips and like these shoots never go to plan. I'm sure as anyone who's been trying to do this full time sees like things really very rarely go to plan and getting those amazing conditions is more rare than it is, um, you know, common. So I think for me and like the important message that I want people to know is like, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a hobby of yours that you love and you dream of making it a full-time thing, great. Like go for it, pursue it, see for yourself. But if it's something that you can just do on the side and really enjoy and make some income and have some fun doing it, like I know it's, I've really enjoyed it a lot more since kind of coming full circle back to just being able to enjoy it and like really push myself to like get a good shot um, and like be able to take the time. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Um, I, I definitely can relate a lot onto that. Um, and um, I guess, um, you know, when, when you when you talk about it that way, it, it sounded like, you know, you stop shooting for yourself, you start, you know, like shooting for this 
I guess this goal of you know being able to make it commercially, even though it doesn't really fit to what you like to shoot. Uh, maybe that's why it kind of struggle with you. But oh. th this whole notion of um, you know chasing your passion, I think it's it, it has been misinterpreted uh, for a yeah. lot of times. Is that just because you follow your passion doesn't mean you have to do it full time. And yeah. um, you know. The first year that um, I decided to want to pursue this full time, I tried a whole bunch of different things just to find out what I I, I want to do um, eventually. Yeah. I tried what you did, collaborating with like um, um, resort and stuff like that, um, you yeah. know, and then like try to shoot a little bit more like a commercial shot, uh, portraits, um, high fashion, you name it. And you're yeah. right, like at the end of the day, like you, you know. I got free stay like in this like three grand hotel in um in Bali on their suite and um man it wasn't fun at all it was I cannot enjoy it at all it's just no, like, oh okay wait wait don't touch everything take photo of this first and it's like okay let's go here it takes a shot man like at the end of that four days or whatnot it was probably a good hour where like you could just actually enjoy it and yeah and that's that, that's the thing is like um now that I'm, now that I'm back to work, my girlfriend and I will go and enjoy some hotels and we'll go, but like, we're, it's, you have to set, set boundaries for yourself and say, okay, we're staying at this hotel. This is what they want. Is that realistic? And like I said, no to a hotel a few weeks ago, a hotel was asking one of the most expensive hotels in Canada was asking for me to stay there um, for a couple nights. They wanted me to bring my brother's family and uh, my girlfriend and they wanted us to stay for a couple nights but what they were wanting in exchange for that was was not worth it and I will say that like two years ago or even a year ago I would have done it because I it would have been sadly at the time more important to me to kind of like showboat and be like look where I'm staying look what I get to do look at this beautiful hotel and look who I'm shooting for at the time that was so important to me that I would have just like basically like run myself into the ground to get this done and then at the end of the weekend how much of your time there was spent enjoying it and how much of your time there was spent stressing out about having to get the right content. And it just takes away. So I think it's all about balance. You know, if you, if, a, if you're a new photographer out there and a brand hits you up and says, Hey, we want to send you your granola bars and go to the mountains and we're going to pay you, you know, 250 bucks to go to the mountains. We'll calculate that. Like what's your time worth is, is you're going to drive down there. You're going to spend gas. You're going to spend hotel. Are you going out there for free? You know, and it's all relative. I think when you're first starting out, there's going to be a lot of jobs that you're going to take that are going to be free, just an exchange, and you're building your portfolio. But as you start to transition and have a bit more of an established name in the industry, I think it's really important to like hold value to yourself. And I say no to brands every week. Uh, I said no to a brand this morning because it just like wasn't worth what they're asking and it just wasn't worth what they're wanting it for. And as the market gets more saturated, there's going to be more brands that are wanting more for less because there's people out there willing to do it so i think it's important that people just um if you're learning great but just don't be taken advantage of and i think there's a lot of those situations happening in every industry obviously but yeah especially in photo and video as it's a as it's quite a emerging like popularity um, that's uh, that's that's good to hear so, um i think yeah. um that is very important to find that balance and also to to know the the worth of it um you know like um I think the bigger the brand, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say um, any names, but there's a few that like kind of just try to exploit that because they have so much 
um, popularity that oh, yeah. Yeah. so many people would just go, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. But that's you know, the thing. I, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of brands that'll be like, well, you get to work with us. And I'm yeah. like, well, okay. And totally. Hey, you know what? Like say Lamborghini says, Hey, tomorrow let's take this car out to the mountains for the day. And we want 10 photos. Like, you know what? Like I'll probably do it. Cause I want to do that. But yeah leave that up to your own decision-making for someone that doesn't give a crap about cars. Well, they don't care about that and that's not worth it to them, but maybe a day at the spa is worth it to them. So it's just, it's all relative. I think a big thing too, is just, um, I, I, I went through full circle with this. Like I got Instagram, um, things kind of blew up, like grew quickly for me. But the problem was, um, I was posting what Instagram wanted me to post. And for two years, it was just center frame, me standing in the photo, like me, 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 me. It was all about me. And, and it got to the point where I just like, wasn't proud of, of my work. And I remember being in Hawaii last year and, uh, I was with Garrett, uh, short stash and, and he, yeah, he was just saying to me like, why he's like, I'm surprised you're even taking a picture. And uh, I was like, why? He's like, well, you're not standing in the frame. Like, I'm surprised you even have your camera. Like you're not in the picture. And I'm just like, and that was at that point, who's someone who's a good friend and someone who I like really respect as a, as a creator and a true creative, um, a pioneer in the industry. Like I was so ashamed of like my work over the last like year and a half or two years that I had been just doing that. Cause it was basically like, get to Marine Lake, stand in the shot, get to Lake Louise, stand in the shot power stance powers like it was I look back at it now and I'm just like oh my god there's like no creativity whatsoever in it and I around Christmas last year that's when I kind of changed my feed up and I started like posting more photos that I was like proud of and like actual like taking time and pride in my work and like going out and like waiting for the right conditions and going out and really like pursuing shots that I'm proud of and not just posting like what social media wanted me to post and that's a message I get all the time from people is, Hey, how do I grow on social media? And like, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's like the lottery no one really knows what works, what doesn't work. There's little, there'll be little waves of stuff right now. It's real. So people are posting themselves running along a lake uh, over and over and over again, and they're getting followers, but it's um, and great. Like if that works great, but I definitely played that game when the, uh, social media was really wanting center frame subject, shallow depth of field, the most basic framing ever, but that's just me on repeat. Um, and I just like look back at that, like not very proud of like my work. And over the last like six months, I'm way more proud of my work than I, than I was this time last year. Cause I'm actually like posting stuff that I'm proud of and taking the time to like post things and have the respect of photographers and have the respect of creatives, not just, um, Instagram. And I think a big thing to highlight where I'm going with this is I've been having more brands reach out to me now that I'm doing what I like doing and I'm posting less of me. I've been having more brands reach out to do partnerships than I ever did when I was posting photos of me center frame in every image. So now that I've stepped away from what Instagram likes, I'm getting more work off of the app. My engagement's slightly down, but like I'm getting more work off of the app. So it's like I don't know. I think, I think it's really important to just, um, yeah, do what you like, take shots of what you like. If you're not into portraits, but that's, what's popular right now, don't go shoot portraits. Like if you're not into landscapes and you really like shooting portraits, don't go shoot landscapes just because Instagram wants you to go shoot what you want to shoot. And if that's cats of the humane society, great. Like whatever it is that makes you stoked, 
And just the big thing and the key to success is just do it differently. Do something that hasn't been done before or do something differently. Um, and I think that's what's probably the goal for a lot of people to set themselves apart. So awesome, man. That's uh, yeah. really inspiring. Thank you for sharing that and opening up. Um, I think that is, um, I think a lot of people need to hear that, um, you know, it's it. Um, at the end of the day, you can be successful at anything you put your mind into it, but what cost it comes down to, right? Um, like you say, um, you know, going in, growing in Instagram, um, you, you're going to need to be able to feed those people um, what they want to see. So if that's what you want, then yeah, go for it. But if not, then you, you're going to burn out. And the fact that you share that, um, you know, you're looking back, you're just not proud of it. And then you feel like it's not worth, um, you know, doing that anymore i think that's a really good inspiration for um you know for people out there who try to just shoot things just to satisfy other people so um that is that is a great um inspiration yeah and i like i got i it got to like a very unhealthy point for me like i was someone growing up that never had social media um i got it three years ago things blew up and then things started to change for me and i'm not saying this to brag but it was the whole other world that got unlocked to me at first. It was like, I remember my first products I got for free and I was like, Oh my God, this company just sent me these watches or this company sent me a t-shirt and like, Holy crap, this is so exciting. And I remember that moment. And, and then it started to become more and more. It's like, Oh, now I want to go on a trip. And then I got a trip paid for. And then it was like, I want to get paid to go on a trip. I want to get paid to do this, this, this. I want to go, I want to work with a big car brand. I want to get flown to this. I want to work internationally. I want to get flown to another country. And like, all like, so it just got more and more and more consuming. And I just got so consumed with, with, with consuming and uh, more free stuff, more paid stuff, more attention, um, I was getting attention from my social media because I was posting myself a lot. So I was getting all the attention from people and it became this like very, very poisonous thing. So I want to make sure that people are, again, like I'm positive, but like, I want to make sure that people recognize the, the, the dangers of social media too. And like, Hey, say for instance, for my business partners, they handled the stress fine. Like they're both. Okay. They both had the, they both handled it. Okay. It didn't affect them the same way as me, but with me, I like, got obsessed with the attention. I got obsessed with free stuff and consuming and having an entire basement, literally at the time, an entire basement of free products that were piled up um, in the basement. And I was like hoarding all of it. It's crazy, but it's, um, I just, yeah, I was over consuming and um, it was like, oh, I want to take uh, GMC out to the mountains. Well, now I want to take this out to the mountains and, and I want to get paid for it now. And it just became this like, thing that consumed me and it became very, very unhealthy. And then I started to look into things and realizing that I was becoming less and less connected to real tangible friends, people, loved ones, a relationship. And I was becoming more consumed in my phone and being on the app and being on social media. And it took me away so heavily from, um, from just real life and reality. So I think it's important for people if if you are surrounding yourself with the photo and video internet or like Instagram community, which is a great community. I've met amazing people through it. But if you are surrounding yourself with those people, it's very important to surround yourself with others outside of this world too, so that you can stay connected and grounded and realize that, 
hey, maybe it's not okay to be on your phone for your entire dinner with your friends. Or maybe it's not okay to spend eight hours on your phone a day on Instagram, right? Like it's important to recognize those things. And I think we're all guilty of it. Um, but I think it's really, really important for people to just realize that like, hey, now that I found a balance and like I post once or twice a week on Instagram and I'm not saying my way is right. Um, there's people that can post every day and are completely balanced and leveled off with it. Totally cool. But for me, I had to set rules. I had to set like limitations for myself and just say, I'm going to post when I feel like it once or twice, I'm going to go on the app for 30 minutes a day. And I'm just going to limit it to that because you start to become consumed on what everyone else is doing. And that's what was consuming me was, Oh, they're in that hotel. God, I don't have that job. I got to do it. And you start to compare your work. You start to compare your life. You start to compare, um, you start to daydream about like other people's lives and, Oh, they look so cool. And they're look, they're having so much fun. Look, they're staying at this hotel and this tourism board and this job. So you start to get the skewed look of reality when realizing that, um, at the end of the day, like take away Instagram tomorrow, if it got deleted, like, what are you left with? And I think it's really important for people to ask themselves that question is like, have you lost touch with loved ones in your life that aren't involved in social media? Have you lost touch with, um, the important things in life? Like when is the last time you just went for a walk and just enjoyed it and didn't bring your phone or camera? Or when was the last time you went to Moraine Lake and didn't take a story, right? It's like, it's, I think it's just, yeah, it's a conversation that's become more popular over the last few months is just, yeah, being, being more present. And that's something that I really tried to work on for myself. And that was a big reason why I stepped away from the company was just, I just wanted it to be on my terms again. I didn't want to have to do it. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. Like, uh, I think that, that, that is amazing. Uh, what you just shared there. Um, totally agree with that. Um, I, I, you know, struggle a lot with finding that balance still um you know um you you do need especially when you're kind of creative you you do need that exposure but at the same time Definitely. you you present uh, you know present to your family friends and also yeah. like you know the adventures of it the more time you spend on a social media the less time you're gonna go out there shooting like there's only 24 hours a day so and the, pro the problem is with it too is that the more time you spend on the app the more you're rewarded. And that's the, that's the problem, right? It's like a, it's like a slot machine. You keep putting $20 bills in the slot machine. You're losing, you're losing, you're losing, but one of the times you're going to win. So it's, it's, that's how it's set up. And I think, I think it's just important. It's, it's setting limitations and, and making sure things aren't obsession and they're healthy, they're healthy hobbies, they're healthy pursuits. And I think that's the same for any business, right? It's be the same for a restaurant owner. They're there 5 a.m. till 10 p.m. every day, seven days a week. I think you have to really um, recognize when is time. There's a time to grind and hustle and build and really work your ass off to get your, get to that point. But then there's also a time to just kind of unwind it. So I think it's, it's, it's been an amazing wild couple of years for me but i'm happy that i've found a balance in it now and i hope others can too from maybe listening to this or from just learning their own lessons right so that's that's yeah. awesome yeah no for sure um i think you know the biggest thing that i find um uh, the most important thing that um i find in life is to be true to yourself and just big time you know, yeah. do the things that you like isn't it do you agree with that like um Definitely. Definitely. And like, I, it got to a point and I turned into a person that I wasn't super stoked on. And looking back, I was like, I don't really like how, I don't like how I was back then. I don't like what was important to me. I don't like how like obsessed I got with this app and how I treated people. Like I just wasn't, 
I wasn't happy with what it kind of turned into. And it was a big wake up call for me to, to just say like, Hey, like, is this how I want to be? Is this how I want to act? Is this what I want to be important to me in life? And, um, you know, at the end of the day, like, is this what I, is this what's really the most important to me in my life? So I, I, again, like photography is amazing. I absolutely love it. And now I have so much fun getting out with my girlfriend, getting out, getting out with my friends and my family and like shooting. And like, I'm still involved in social media. It's just on a different, it's just on different terms. And I enjoy it so much more now. And like, you know, like we, uh, yeah, not having to do something is definitely a, is, is, is a nice thing. It's like not having that stress of like, I've got to shoot this backpack and I've got this little time window to do it. But again, I don't want this at all to be discouraging to people that are pursuing this as a full-time career or are pursuing this as something like it is a super exciting job. It's got a ton of freedom. I've got friends that absolutely love doing it full time and it's their dream and they're literally loving it and they're very successful and um yeah you can make a lot of great money and be smart with it and and um and yeah i've got friends that absolutely love it so if it's your dream and it's your something that you want to pursue like absolutely go for it just make sure with anything you know anything in uh regulate yourself and make sure that you're holding yourself accountable to that time off and I, the reality time. Cause at the end of the day, Instagram is this artificial world that we put ourselves in. Um, and yeah, just make sure you disconnect from that sometimes I think is, is important. So. Cool. So yeah. um, coming to an hour mark, um, I have one more question for you. Um, yeah. You know, for um, I think at the end of the day um, it's really important to, um, make sure that you are okay. Um, you know, everything you do, there's going to be a good and a bad things, right? Oh yeah. Um, like um, everything. So um, what I usually like to let people know is that when you want to do something, just kind of try it first. So like test the water. Is that really something that you want? Um, so, you know, going into that, um, you know, for those listeners who kind of like oh, want to do like commercial photography or whatnot. Um, but, uh, I'm not sure if, um, you know, you can live with all this um, stress and pressure. What is the best way for them to kind of start and kind of just try it out for a little bit to make sure that it is something they want to do in, in the longer term, in a, you know, in yeah. a more capacity and uh, more time commitment, I suppose. Yeah. And this is a question I get asked all the time. So say for instance, I work at Subway. I don't love my job. I, it's just money. It just pays my bills. I work there Monday to Friday. Um, and now all of a sudden I get a job to shoot for a watch and that watch company pays me 500 bucks. I only get paid a thousand bucks every couple of weeks from Subway. So now I'm like, Oh my God, like I could do this full time. Like, but the big question to ask is what's your next client? What's your next client? What's your next client? Right. And that's, that's the thing is like, you can have months that are great and then you can have months that are droughts. Um, so I think the best way for people is, and whether they're students graduating from film school um, or whether they're um, is, is, is like dabble in it. And the thing is, is realize that that person that works at, I'm just saying this as an example, that subway employee, they take that 500 bucks and I can probably assure you that they're probably not going to claim it on taxes. They're probably not going to put it through an accountant and pay the 35% and the 11%. Like they're not going to be doing all that stuff. They're going to put that 500 bucks, boom, right in their account and go spend it. 
And now it's like, it's so easy. But the thing is, is when you're running the business, there's a lot more to it. You're not just a photographer. Most of my days when I'm working, doing photo full-time or video full-time, most of my days, like I sat down today to edit. Well, I've just been replying to emails on repeat all day long. And like, that's the day is like, I haven't even been able to touch the photos yet because I'm editing or I'm like replying to emails, phone meetings, um, planning other shoots, those types of things. So I think it's important to kind of, grow it to the point where you can't work anymore. Like I cannot do both jobs anymore. And that's the thing that I think people are really quick to jump the gun and do this full time because they make, maybe they have one or two successful little jobs and like, I can do it. The thing is, is what I used to do is I'd work my full-time job all day long. And then Mark would come over at like 7 PM. We'd eat dinner and we would just crush out work till 12, 11, one in the morning. And then I'd be back up for work at 7 AM again the next day. And like, that's what it took. It took that for a good six, seven, eight months of solid work like that. And it cost me, you know, the relationship I was in and all sorts of other relationships and friendships and stuff. But we drove, we dove into it like that. And, I think say for a subway, for our subway example, now, okay, I'm getting more photo jobs. I'm actually doing a business. I've got, you know, I'm running my accounting, I'm doing my invoicing, I'm putting away money that I'm supposed to be for taxes. Like I'm doing everything the way I'm supposed to be doing. I fully understand what's involved. Now it's like, Hey, subway, I want to go down to part-time. Now you only work three days a week. Now you can do your photo and stuff. And Everyone always says like, oh, I only got two jobs, but if I had full time, I could pitch all these other brands, but they don't realize that once you go full time, your time spent accounting, your time spent invoicing, replying to emails, you know, whatever it is, all these unexpected things. It's not like you have all this extra time to, so if you're in a job right now and you're full time um, working or part time, that's the best case scenario for starting in photo and video is keep that job because that job's going to allow you to maybe buy the lens that you that you need, or maybe that's going to allow you to buy the gimbal that you'd really like, or maybe that's going to allow you to take a few days off work to go out and do a really good job of that company that reached out because you are getting paid from your other job. So I think you're able to take a lot more risks, um, which are rewarded. And um, when you are working full time, and then when it gets to that point where you can't balance both anymore, then that's when you really know. And that doesn't come in a month or two that comes in a full year or six months of, of really grinding and fully understanding and legitimately running the business, not just taking the cash and putting it in your account. Cause everyone loves that. Um, <laughs> right. Like, you know, when you're actually invoicing and realize that a thousand bucks quickly turns into 500 bucks after you've done all the taxes and business tax and all that stuff on it, like, that's that's when you really have a full understanding i think of of the business and then you can say oh you know what i'm going to keep this as a passive income or i'm gonna um pursue this full time so i think whatever that road is for whoever that is and it's also okay to work a job that you don't love but have a passion that you do absolutely love and that's your joy and that's your excitement again there's we live in a world where it's COVID-19 things are uncertain. So having a job and having that security is nice. Maybe you don't absolutely love your job at Subway, but um, if, you know, photo and video are giving you some additional experiences and some extra income on the side. Great. Like, I think it's, yeah, I think, I don't know. Hopefully that made sense, but yeah, no, that's, that's, that's great. Yeah. I think that's a really, really good uh, way to try it out. Um, you know, 
for me, I kind of jump in straight away um, for the main reason was that um, I was getting, um, I was pass, I was going to the end of that um, um, threshold of age where I can come here to Canada as a working yeah. holiday visa. So yeah. that kind of pushed me um, right in. But at the same time, I still had the ability to pick and choose what I want to do because I had that um, uh, savings that I, um, yeah. yeah, put together. So I think that is that is a great, um, great okay. advice um, to to for the listeners out there to listen for um, those of you who think that, um, you know, you want to do this full time, because just like um, you said, you know, it's not just go out there, you know, go to the places and taking yeah. it. It's so much more than that. Um, Definitely, so, yeah. So that's that's great that you opened that up um, or end with that, I suppose, um, because, yeah, like really think about it. It's not, um, you know, just I think the, the mere fact as well, when you when you, um, you know, I just want to mention this, um, when you um, charge a tourism board or your clients or whatever, you know, the things that you don't think about, they might look at it and it's like, wow, that's a lot of money. But the things that you don't think about it is that. First, like there is insurance, you know, you don't have vacation days, you don't have sick days. So all of that take into account, like, well, as if you work for somebody else, somebody else take care of all that. So, you know, if you, you just think about that for a little bit and let oh, that totally, yeah. in. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think, I think just to, I know you got to wrap it up here, but I think like a, another question that comes up all the time is budgets and, and, um, and oh, how do I budget with a company? I my advice to people is always just try try to get it out of the client first. So when they're like, "Hey, what would it cost for this?" I always really try to say like, "Hey, what um, you know, what's a budget that you're comfortable working within?" And then that can go either way. But um, like I said, I think I think that's really important because that's a common question that comes up is. Oh, what do I charge? A company wants 10 photos in, in Banff. Well, like, what do I charge? Or a company wants 10 photos in Edmonton. The thing is, is try to get that budget out of them to say, Hey, you know what? We're really flexible um, with COVID going on right now. I know, uh, you know, it's a lot harder for brands and stuff. So what is a budget that you would be comfortable working within? And I can try to work within that budget. I think that's kind of the best way. Some brands will just dance back and forth. There'll be three emails, four emails back and forth, and they just won't tell you, they want you to name it. So if it gets to that point, um then yeah obviously name name a price there's a lot a lot of videos on youtube and stuff like that that can give you a bit more of a hand but um on actual specific pricing but just uh yeah let the brand kind of tell you first because that may they may overshoot or may undershoot and like yeah definitely a benefit to let them kind of say first if possible so yeah that's I, th yeah. I think by doing that as well you could see whether or not it's worth it for your time right yeah. i mean like if you go yeah. like well man like it's not even like you know they want 100 photos in two days and it's it pays yeah. 50 bucks and then you go like well you know um at the end of the day it has to support you somehow if it doesn't support your portfolio then financially it definitely not going to support you so definitely and i think there's always ways to scale things so a brand can come to you and say hey we got five thousand dollars for this project or a thousand dollars for this project uh, that's all we have unfortunately but you remember that like you're not just a photographer or videographer like you're a creator, you're a business owner, you're the creative. So, you know, oh, hey, that's super cool to hear that you're, you know, 
thanks so much for sharing your budget of a thousand dollars for us for your brand. I would really like to take your company up snowshoeing up this mountain, and then we'd pull the granola bar out of the backpack. Uh, for that, I'd have to have two friends. I would be filming it. I'd make sure that I have a guy and a girl, maybe some visible minorities. These are the reasons why our gas to drive out there. So I would be able to do this project and carry out that for. 1500 or 1750 or like you if you justify why and kind of lay it out for them and really sell them on that idea um then sometimes they can be like oh okay well we can come up with the extra extra money or you just scale it down so yeah i think just just remember that it's not just money talk like sell the brand on your idea uh there's been lots of times where a brand comes with me with a smaller budget and i sell them on a bigger idea and they spend three four thousand dollars more than they were ever planning on it because you wow them with with an idea so just don't forget that um it's more than just money it's 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 selling them on an idea and yeah so awesome (laughs) <laughs> well, thanks a lot, man. Um, that was uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I learned a lot, and um, I think um, uh, just the whole inspiration and the whole story behind you know your your full circle. I think finding that balance from you know making it out there and then making it happen and get to where it is, um, and then kind of like actually going back and taking a, a back seat a little bit. That's that's definitely a, a a big thing that a lot of people might not have. Um, see or listen um yeah no. before um you know it's it's so easy to see oh man like he's in vegas now oh he's in los angeles it's like you just yeah. don't know how you know you gotta see the back the uh, behind the scene and that's great that you share that so um for the listeners who kind of want to learn more about you and um, want to find out uh, or you know even follow your work um where can they um find you what's the best way for them to find you yeah, right now I'm, I don't have my own website right now. I'm kind of slowly working on that, but yeah, you can just go to Instagram and type in lost coordinate. Um, so yeah, just Instagram lost coordinate and feel free to send me a message. I'd love to, if you're listening, I'd love to check out your work. So come say, Hey, and like I said, it's a great, great little community. So come say, Hey, and I'd love to check out your work and that's probably the best place to check it out. So <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So awesome. um, I'll make sure that the um, the the link is on the on the description. So um, sounds good. Literally, just um, yeah, just click on that. But Perfect. all right. Well, we'll wrap it up. And look, thanks a lot, Wiki Hunters, for listening. Um, hopefully, you get a lot of um, a lot of inspiration, but also a lot of insight of what it takes to run photography business full-time i suppose it's not just photography business it's anything that you're passionate about um so there was a lot of advice that um um that we talk about there in terms of just trying it out first and you know like make sure it is something that you want um because at the end of the day it's your life like there's no point making a lot of money if you're not going to be happy about it um so well, thanks a lot for uh, for listening and um, don't forget to subscribe um, and hit the bell button if you're listening uh, or if you're watching on YouTube, there's a little bell button on the bottom there. Um, but if you're listening on, uh, on a podcast, I'll release this every single week. So uh, make sure you stay tuned. All right. Well, until next time. Well, thanks a lot, man, for your time as well as uh, for your advices. Sounds good. See you guys later. Thanks so much.